Hey, listener, thank you so much for tuning in to this replay of U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. This is the second half of the show with a new guest awaiting. If you haven't done so already, be sure to listen to the first half, too. And give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning for updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby. Also, please like, subscribe, and follow, and leave us a five-star review. That helps get these shows in front of more and more listeners. Now, on to our next guest. We got a lot to talk about with our next guest. Uh, he's already listening in. He already, he already chatted for a second, so he's ready to go. One of the biggest and most, most respected names in the North American rugby scene. Well, let's all welcome Alex Goff. Hey, Alex. Hey. I, I, I just, I just, by the way, um, I'm not a big uh, white wine drinker, and the only kind of uh, white wine that I like to drink is Georgian wine. I have a bottle in my <laughs> fridge right now. Oh, very nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why is it in your fridge? This is called happy hour. <laughs> well, I, I, I wanted to be vaguely complimented to be able to do this. <laughs> Absolutely. At least a little bit. <laughs> well, besides staring at an, a fine bottle of white wine in your fridge, what's keeping you yeah. busy right now? Well, um, uh, spreadsheets. I'm, I'm getting ready for the, the collegiate uh, season in the fall, yes. which means me loading up on you know, massive spreadsheets to see what's going on. And I spent most of today, you know, I, I like to travel and go to games, but if I, I travel a long distance to go see one game, that doesn't really, right. you know, that's, that's a lot of effort for one game. So I'm like two, three. So, so I, I was just working on my, my little plan for a weekend. I'm going to go see uh, both Harvard teams play and then, then turn around and on my way back, cruise by Iona, Iona. And uh, hmm. potentially see AIC play as well. So a little bit of a northeast trip, um, and just load them all up. Right, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I, I get to go. Oh, so so, so I, what? I do the, a lot of travel planning. So the Harvard matches are Friday. Yeah. So uh, two Friday night matches, uh, oh. one after another, the women and the men. So that's pretty cool. So. Oh man, I, I definitely would have ran. I live about thirty minutes out of Harvard, so uh, north of Boston. So I would have ran down there. However, my daughter is in her senior year of college soccer, and she has a game that night, her first game of the season. So, sorry, buddy, you're on your lower. <laughs> so you were talking about you're hitting yeah, up a bunch of be. games. Yeah, yeah, you're hitting a bunch yeah. of games. Yeah. So generally speaking, you've written about it, whatever else. Uh, uh, yeah. too, many, too many college leagues, competitions, whatever. So let's get right into it. Um, yeah. I, I was thinking about this earlier. You know, what's the difference between multiple college leagues, let's say, or competitions, and college football conferences. You know what I'm saying? Uh, college football, SEC, ACC, Big Ten, whatever else. Is it because there are, you know, seven 15s championships and one college uh, championship per division? Yeah. Uh, you know, there are, some, there are some complications within college football that, you know, like, um, you know, you, something can be a Division One conference, but it's not as good as the other really good Division One conference. And then, of course, we're seeing conferences just, you know some some ridiculous realignment within there, so they're just as confused. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the biggest thing is, and I'm, I and and you saw, and I I mentioned it in a recent article. Thirty one national championships, or you know <laughs> what somebody can call a national championship, it's pretty silly, right? Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Thirty. And and I realize that you know we we know there's men and women, and there are different there are different. Uh, divisions and there's sevens and 15s so there's there's going to be a variety 31 seems to be a little much yeah yeah. and uh so it's confusing but i i will say that if you talk to the average college rugby player 
he or she doesn't care. Right. You know, that, that, that person is like, I don't know, man, I, 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 I just go to training and I show up on Saturday and play a rugby game. Yeah. So they, they, they don't worry about that stuff. Um, and I think a lot of coaches kind of feel the same way if they can. Um, they try to just sort of say, look, uh, hey, what, what, the, the biggest thing that it does um, is, you know, if you're, if you're an NCR team and you want to play against USA rugby member teams, you're going to have to pay dues to two organizations. So mm-hmm. cause it costs you an, another 1700 bucks. Cool. And that's annoying. I think that's kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, but in the end, I mean, somebody goes, hey, you know, deep pockets guy who helps fund this program, can we have another $2,000 for this? Uh, why? Because, you know, everybody's insane and you've got this stupid thing going on. They're like, all right, fine, I'll write you a check. <laughs> Done. Taken care of. For the rest of it, they don't really worry about other than, you know, show up on Saturday and play. Huh. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you know, but it is. But I mean, is that kind of a, such a follow up with that question? Um, yeah. Do the college players not care enough where maybe because there's 31 championships, you know, they have a better chance of actually winning a title? It doesn't matter who it's against. Uh, well, I, I, yes, they do. Um, and then, you know, the, look, they, they run into a thing with me because. I, I, I sort of go at it from two different directions. Yeah. One of the things is, look, if you want me to go, and, and this is partly what I do when I travel, is you want me to go to a thing and say, hey, these guys, these guys love rugby, and it's part of their college experience, and they're, they're training hard, and they're playing hard, and we love them for it. It's like, yeah. I'll do that all day. I'll do that all day. I mean, I, I, I don't pretend that I was a particularly good rugby player. I did love playing when I played and um, uh, so, so I'll do that all day, but don't come back and tell me that you're the best in the country when I know you're not. Oh yeah. Right. So, so look, um, Hey, I'll call, I'll call these guys out. Right. You know, uh, you know, they're, they're going to an Ivy league school. They're, they're set. They're fine. So the guys at Brown, God bless them. They're wonderful. Right. Yeah. Good for them. They want NCR. That's fine. But then when I go and say, guys, you're not the best in the country, they get a little bit out of shape. And then I go, yeah, okay, but if you rocked up against Lindenwood, what would happen? And they're like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, we, exactly. you know. So I'm saying, you know, it's one or the other. It's one or the other. You know, and, and if you just say, we're the best in NCR and we love it, and you, I go, great, good for you, you're fantastic. But yeah. don't get upset when I say that the best team in the country is made <laughs> Because the best of the team in the country is Nate. Well, they are, yes. And yeah. Well, let's let's talk about some of those specific men's and, and women's college teams or, or players. I'm gonna start. Sure. I'll start on the men's side. Um, for those who didn't read your recent articles on your rankings, you've kind of tweaked maybe your formula or selection. You want to tell us a little bit about yeah. that? Yeah. Um, you know, look. Uh, Back in uh, uh, 2004 was when I first did my college rankings, first time I did that. And and it was just a men's college ranking. That was it. It wasn't divided by uh, division or anything like that. So I had a a couple of Division II teams in there. Um, 
until I kind of got wise to that. And and so over time, I'd do that. And then I had a Division One, Division Two, and women's rankings, and I would do all those things. Um, and then then we we split out. So now we had Division D One A and D One Double A. So Division One is in two halves. Um, but you could argue that there's a Division One Double A team that could beat a Division One A team. Yeah, sure. And then we've got NCR Division One, which is sort of in the middle. Um, there's some overlap there on both directions. So I tried to rank them. I was really struggling with that. I was struggling because uh, um, partly I'm trying to then turn around and extract all the D1A teams and say, hey, by the way, this is how I'm voting on the D1A thing. And so I, I, I dealt with that. I, what I did discover was that Division One AA, I think, because because of the market forces, because of more school supported teams and more money behind the stronger club teams, Division One AA for the the vast majority side of it is just not as strong as D one A. That that doesn't mean they're bad. They're fantastic. And you know, I I have a friend of mine who just brought his son back from visiting University of Tennessee and just loved it. He loved the the college the, the the college but he also loved um the culture within the rugby team and the coaching and everything's like fantastic good for you i love it and it's a great team but week after week after week then you know you put them in a d1a league they're not going to do so well because they they only practice they may practice three times a week rather than five uh they don't have an snc coach they don't have a full-time paid coach, you know, all these different little things that happen. Um, so I, I, and then the last, last year, Virginia Tech was a D1 AA team that was in the rugby East, which is everybody else there is either D1A or an NCR top division team. And Virginia Tech was the only D1 AA team in the league and they lost all their games. They went into NCR's D1 AA playoffs and won the whole thing. I don't, yeah, you know, so I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah. I think, I mean, all those guys said, look, we learned so much from losing those games. And it's like, absolutely, um, you know, I, I embrace it. But what that does tell me is D1AA is definitely a different animal. Mm-hmm. So I decided to separate them out forever. Um, I haven't actually done a preseason ranking for D1AA yet, but I will. Um, but then I decided I'm going to separate NCR. I'm going to separate D1A. Uh, every week I'll try and rank both of those. And then maybe once a month I'll say, how do they all match together? Because th- they do sort of come together like you're shuffling cards, one, you know, a little bit. So they merge. Well, as, Alex, as you're, um, as you're looking forward to the, the fall season and you're plotting your, your road trip yeah. and you're plotting your road trips, what, mm-hmm. um, you know, what teams are you, are you most excited to, to maybe see in person this fall? Um, you know, the, the, that's, you know, sometimes it's just I'm, I'm looking to go to a different region. Um, I, I, I haven't been out to Wisconsin much last year. Um, I was in Kentucky strangely frequent, strangely frequently. I was in Kentucky. I don't know how that happened. Um, but my, my, my son's a graduate student in Wisconsin, so I'll get out to Wisconsin to go see him. Um, I would... Um, I, I would very much like to try and find a way to see um, Army and Navy men. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, September 8th, I'm going to see both Harvard games, both Harvard teams 
and I think one of the things there is Harvard now, um, their alumni uh, put a ton of money behind their men's program saying, hey, look, Brown's good, Dartmouth's good, we're lagging behind, let's go catch up to them. Colton Cariaga is their new full-time coach, so let's go see them play. Let's go see what, what he's got them doing. I know early on, but it'll be kind of fun to see that and then say in two years go back and see how they are. Um, I would be definitely interested in that. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, uh, no, aside from that, there. Um, what the NCR I think has done really, really well is they they decided that there are strict standards as to if you be a, a Division two school, you can't you can't really be a varsity program, with with certain exceptions. You can't you can't be a massive school. You can't be. University of North Carolina Chapel Hill, which or, or which wasn't a Division Two, but NC State was a Division Two school. But you can't be NC State and be Division Two. You're too big. So then I'm excited. You know, hey, look, can I go out and catch? Uh, you know, I'll go see IUP or um, see maybe I'll try and catch Marist at some point or something like that. Some of these teams that now have a real shot because they're not running up against these mm -hmm. bigger or school supported teams um, and, and go see them and then hopefully catch them later on in the playoffs as well and see how they developed. You know, let me, let me jump in real quick. I've um, one of our listeners right now actually sent me a, a question earlier and I, I feel like it's right on what, what you're saying now. I invite him up to speak mm -hmm. and ask himself if he wants to, I'm not sure if Eric wants to do it, but no worries if he doesn't want to. Uh, <laughs> so I'll start asking. Uh, so Eric Bluesky, who's listening right now, is actually a former teammate of mine back in college. Mm. Uh, his daughter actually plays for Castle in, in, in Maine, and they're a relatively new NCAA varsity program. So he asked, uh, it, it feels like, like Nero, uh, Nero Division Three is struggling in like player recruitment. You know, obviously, D3 has issues with that. Um, but you have like uh, big three like Bowdoin, uh, University of New England, Norwich, that type of stuff up in New England, able to play 15s. And then there's Castle hanging on by the skin of their teeth uh, um, for 15s. Mm -hmm. in, in your opinion, for these Div 3 schools, you know, does like a, a, an organization like Nira, varsity status with this NCAA recruiting hoops, does it really benefit these programs more than the freedom that club programs have, especially given the greater tendency of schools? to not view club rugby as the black sheep of the campus these days. You know what I'm saying? What he was asking, like, is it beneficial really for yeah. the varsity program? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, I think the, the, um, the opportunities for, for girls in high school to get a little help, a little bump into getting into school. And I, and I tell you, it, it's harder and harder to get into school every year. Um, you know, some of these, some of the institutions you just mentioned are ridiculously hard to get into. Yeah. Uh, so it helps a little bit. Um, I think I think that's great for girls. Um, I think that in in my experience, especially you know, women's uh, club college rugby suffered very much through COVID, and what it it showed was just a little poke here and a little poke there, mm -hmm. um, a little problem. And and they're in trouble. Um, you you also you know you, you'll see you know see see co coaches are going into this and 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 you know you've got you've got more generally more consistency of coaches. You also get a lot of coach coaches moving around trying to find the right job. But generally, you get more consistency of coaches. 
Um, I mean, Mary Beth Matthews was coach at Bowdoin until she re- she re- just retired, but she was there right. for I don't know twenty odd years. Um, what a what a great position! And then Laura Miller goes in, and 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 for Laura, I think ooh, that that would be a, what a fantastic place to be um, if she can handle the winters. Uh, <laughs> I. I, I will say it is it is difficult for there's a number of teams that are in uh in Naira that are uh in a sort of a de- developmental stage and that's okay it's it it gives them time to build something mm-hmm. and that's all right and they don't look they don't have to win a championship they don't have to beat Bowden who has dominated division three. But at some point, Bowden won't. Somebody will overhaul them. Right. Uh, division two um, is a is a nice little division. It's a little small in terms of the teams that can consistently play 15s. But if you look at division one, you have 11 teams that are actually pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I support it. I I would like to see. I would like to see more people support it. And I think that there are some people who are in a position to support it that don't, Mm -hmm. I won't name any names, but there are some people who like, because, you know, the the thing is like, um, in CRAA, when when they're, they're encouraging Navy to go NCAA, what that means is they lose them as members. Mm -hmm. USA rugby essentially loses them as members. Um, Mm -hmm. But they want that. I mean, that's really good. That's prestigious. That's great. So now we have Army and Navy in there. And if we can go a little west, uh, talking to you, Stanford and UCLA, if, if, you go, if you go varsity, Stanford, UCLA, and, oh, I don't know, so, uh, or Oregon, Central mm-hmm. Washington will jump right in because Central Washington is varsity already. We can, get our, uh, we can get ourselves a West Coast varsity program uh, pretty quickly, and then I think the lower divisions will will attach onto that. Suddenly, you have I don't know, Loser Pacific or Claremont Colleges, where uh, my buddy Evan Wolin has been winning championships down there, um, and and I think um, you know that would be fantastic too. So you know, th- there's a lot of potential, but there is a lot of work to be done. Yeah, yeah. I was, and maybe a kind of a follow up question to that. So, right, women's rugby. And I want to make sure I'm, I'm characterizing this right. Recognized by women's rugby, recognized by the NCAA is that emerging sport, right? So it's it's kind of on its yeah. way to becoming fully sanctioned. Well, even close to forty. It it, it it's sanctioned. It's sanctioned by the NCAA. It's yeah. an NCAA sport. The big difference is if you if once you get to forty teams, the NCAA then pays for the playoffs. Yeah. So then suddenly you can have the playoffs wherever you want because the NCAA will pay to fly the teams there and stuff like that. That's essentially the threshold. And right now they're at about 30. Okay. Do you feel like there's progress getting to 40? I know a few have come online over the last year or so, but um, you know, given some of the, the dynamics that's going on in college sports, are they progressing well? Is it tracking well to 40? They're progressing. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say they probably added – three or four yeah. this year. And I would have liked to have seen them add 10, you know, something like that. Um, so again, you know, I, I, I'd like to see that there's got to be some energy on campus. One of the things about like title nine is it's the students who have to stand up and yell about it and say, Hey, you're failing. You're, you're non-compliant in title nine. Mm-hmm. But if you sign on the rugby team, by the way, there's 15s rugby and sevens rugby. Those are two different sports. So we could have 40, 
40 players and you can count them twice and you mm-hmm. can get 80 women. Mm-hmm. Um, little sneaky things like that. Um, you, you, but people have to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to, they have to push for that. Uh, so I, I, I think, I mean, you know, you know, if I, if I'm overseeing that, I'm saying, you know, Hey, look, in two years, we'll get to 40. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's what we need to do. But I, I, you know, then, then you come back and say, well, which schools are they? Which ones are you going to yeah. do? Which yeah. ones are you target? Vassar, I think should go. I mean, honestly, I think Tony, Tony and Vassar, I'm calling you out right now. <laughs> you should go, you should go Naira. Um, love you, Tony, but, but you should really should go back. They should go back. <laughs> then, then all the things he's dealing with will probably go away a little bit. So, you know, I think that would be great. And if Vassar goes, does Fairfield go? Mm. Um, you know, does, does Maris go? Does, you know, do, yeah. you look around that little region and then, then you suddenly pick up a couple of other places. I, I feel like New England could have the next 10 teams. It seems like yeah. there's so many colleges, Amherst College, you know, all even a couple mm-hmm. of D three programs. It just seems like so many could do it. Yeah, I know absolutely. I agree with that completely. Um, it's very densely New England Northeast. Yeah. Um, you know, um, you know, uh, Eastern Upstate New York for sure. You know, oh yeah. Do that. Yeah, it's not cold in the uh, early spring. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 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 So, I went to the University of Rochester, so I know a little bit about oh, uh, upstate oh New York. And, uh, it was yeah. snow for nine months of the year. <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it went over 55 degrees, the girls would be out sunbathing uh, in the spring. Yeah, one, of, one of my first matches ever was in Burlington, Vermont, and it was, it was sleet, Beautiful. snow, mud. I think I cut holes in my uniform to get warm. <laughs> like, yeah. like burrowing into a bear, a dead bear to get <laughs> So, so we only have you for about four or five minutes sure. here. Um, let, let's ask you something also about exposure for the teams. We're seeing more and more programs, you know, utilizing live streams like YouTube, whatever. Um, I mean, that, that can be only good for the program. Are we going to see more of that? Yeah, I think so. I, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to do that. What I, what I think we're going to see, and I really hope a little bit more professionalizing of that and not just some dude talking and, um, hey, look! If you don't if you don't have a score bug on your screen, let people know what the score is going on, right? You know, let people know what's happening. Um, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's also you know, rugby is one of those things. It, it's a great opportunity for people who want to get into broadcasts and and communications and all those things to test themselves out. Uh, um, Naira Naira goes a lot on ESPN Plus. So there's yeah. some other programs. Iona Men do that a lot. Um, but I, um, I, I'll also point out. Um, hopefully, this is not secret, but um, the number one viewed rugby game on the Rugby Network in 2023 was Cal versus Navy. Wow! Great game. Yeah, uh, yeah, great game, fantastic game. But the collegiate alliances and the collegiate interest. Um, I think I think the Rugby Network saw that and said, "Hey, wait a second. When you've got the right matchup, obviously, um, you can you can get a lot of people watching." And and I think that 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 can be harnessed by somebody like the Rugby Network in a really positive way. No, Alex, I want to I want to. This is similar, right? So you you obviously cover college very well. You also cover high school. Yeah. So 
part of what will improve the level of competition in college, right, is that pathway to college. So in all your research and what you've seen, you know, in person, how would you rate the quality of maybe high school programs across the country here in the U.S.? Yeah, it's it, it's up and down. There are some that are that are terrific, that are extremely well coached, um, and and you can see that in the numbers. I I've got a list of the top yeah. 100 high school programs, and um, you know you've got you've got programs with hundreds of kids, um, especially those club programs where where a kid can just choose. You know, I'm going to go to this club or that club, um, and they they're attracted by great coaches and a great culture. Um, at the very highest level, it's really good. At the very lowest level, it's participatory. Um, and that's fine. I should drink that Georgian wine, be able to pronounce words. Um, you know, that, that's great. You know, uh, and, 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 and I'm all for participation. It, again, it's in that middle group where people think they're good, but, you know, actually what you need is like three or four more coaches and stuff like that. And um, look, I'm, I'm coaching I'm helping coach at St. Ignatius in Cleveland. I'm one of six, I'm one of 16 coaches. Wow. Why are there 16 coaches there? Well, because <laughs> it's a, it's a fantastic program. It's really easy to just show up and the kids are there. They walk from their classes, they walk across the street and they're at the field ready to, to practice. And so it's, it's really easy and really enjoyable because of that. Um, and then that develops a really good program that has 170 kids in it. Um, it's, it's possible, but it takes, you know, it takes a lot of work to get into that situation. Yeah, so, Alex, so. Uh, up here in, well, up here, here in Mass, I don't know where you are laterally with me, but, uh, here in Mass, uh, rugby is recognized by MIA, which is the Massachusetts mm-hmm. uh, Interscholastic Athletic Association. So, uh, how many states uh, do you reckon um, recognize high school sports, you know, uh, through the governing bodies in the states, you know, recognize as a varsity level program? Maryland does uh, with a very small private school uh, 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 competition, which um, doesn't include, to be, uh, to be perfectly honest, the strongest teams in the region. Southern California, they're working on it. They call it the SCIRF. Um, they're they're basically behaving as if they're a member of the California Interscholastic uh, um, Sports Federation, yeah. um, but they're not. You know, they're trying to. They're trying to sort of not fake it till they make it, but but behave that way until they make it. Um, it's it's fairly rare, and and one of the things Massachusetts is great, and they're producing great players, and I think the competition, especially at the highest level, is good, really good. Um, Belmont High School doing very well in boys and girls, but mm-hmm. um, you know they don't really tour. You know they, they you know th- those like hey you know what we're going to go down to DC and we're going to play Georgetown Prep and St John's and right. Gonzaga. They just don't do that. And the thing is that's very rugby to do that, isn't it? Would, how mm-hmm. great would that be to actually do that? So it, you 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 do trade off those things, um, which is a little bit like yeah uh, so. So because of that, we don't see them in quite the same context. Right. We don't see them at the high school national stuff like that. Um, but then again, if, if if somebody involved in Massachusetts then gets uh, talking to, uh, and, and I should mention New York, the Catholic League in New York is, embra- is starting to embrace rugby. That's huge because the Catholic League of schools in, in the New York metro area is massive. 
So then that that's another thing that that sort of bolsters it and gives it a little bit of legitimacy. You get you get a letter, you get a rugby letter on your Letterman jacket. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I forget which team it was. It wasn't St. John's Prep, maybe Boston College high up here. They yeah. were trying to do matches outside of Mass, maybe Connecticut at least, or get down to New York. And my understanding was it was being held at because of their involvement with the Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association. Because outside of the states, you know, they have no control. Maybe insurance issues. I don't know what it is. But you're right. It would be nice if there was uh, more of a traveling issue, and maybe uh, maybe that is the problem with being recognized now as a state level varsity program. Maybe those are the restrictions of it. Would it not? Yeah, I mean, it it, it could be. Um, you know, at the same time, I mean, Massachusetts is a pretty small state. You would think. Yeah. They'd have you know other sports would have to play. I mean, like they, that that move actually left Bishop Hendrick and a little bit in limbo there in Rhode Island and like, well, there's no league in Rhode Island. There's nothing. Yeah. We were, we were, we were playing Massachusetts teams and now they, they cobbled together a schedule that's a little bit different, but I mean, some, some great players have come out of Bishop Hendrick and then, and um, I still think they're sort of just like trying to figure that out. Well, you know, I, I, I was, um, I was telling Fitzy earlier that I was going to lean on him for most of the questions because I he knows a lot more about the college scene than me. But mm-hmm. I haven't jumped all over him. So Fitzy, got anything to, air, to share? <laughs> yeah, Alex, I'm, actually, I've got one more question. But first, I, when you said Saint yes, Ignatius, a uh, name popped into my head. Nick DiPietro. Yes, Nick. Nick uh, is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Nick, uh, uh, absolutely, and uh, is very, very knowledgeable about rugby, and is very heavily involved with the varsity team. I, I'm an assistant coach to the freshman. Just want to stress that's where I am on the pecking order. Um, but I see Nick all the time. He's a lot of fun. Nick, Nick, and I, we uh, we both went to American University. We played on the club team there, nice. but I was a couple years yeah. ahead of him. But we played in a few alumni games together. But he, yeah, he's a he's a good guy. Yeah. But I, I had to ask the question because um, you've seen, you've probably watched thousands of highlight tapes. You got to give us, you got to give us the do's and don'ts of a good highlight tape. <laughs> <laughs> okay um, you were ready for this one <laughs> uh, if you if you are a prop throw out like 90% of your highlights and just those show scrums and lineouts and defense that, that's all we care about if no you are a if you are a back show yourself making open field tackles and making passes that people actually catch <laughs> rather than, you know, okay, look, we can see you beat two or three guys in a phone booth and off you go. Uh, we, we don't need to see those last 15 seconds of you jogging in to score a try. Um, I see a lot of scrum half uh, highlights that are from um, – from seven, where the guy is, you know, again, making a big break. I'm like, no, let's see you make 50 passes, different different lengths, mm-hmm. left hand and right hand. Mm. And let's, let's see a sequence where you're at the ruck, then you make the next ruck, then you make the next ruck, then you make the next ruck, and you're following a multi-phase movement. Even if that doesn't result in a try, nobody cares about that. What they care about is that you have the fitness – and the skill set to be able to continue that attack until, of course, you know your wing drops the ball when he has <laughs> when he has a, a you know an open run to the try zone because that's the way it goes. Um, you know, just yeah. th- th- those are key things. I think what your main role as as a big time player 
uh, as a lock, I mean, you're going to be lifting in the lineup. You're going to be pushing in the scrum. You're going to be knocking people on their backs uh, at, the, at the fringe of the ruck. Let's see it. Yeah. Let's see you make – let's see you go through three guys to score a try um, from two meters out rather than from, you know, somebody slips over and you go run through. And let's not worry about that. Let's see you stay low, great body position, all those things, you know. That's, that, those would be my pieces of advice. And then for the, well, for I'm the, going to go back, go ahead, Fitzy. Go I'm, I'm going to go back to my 1998 tapes and submit my, uh, my real <laughs> 2024 draft. <laughs> See, all, all my tapes would have been me doing something illegal at the bottom of a rock for flankers. So. Well, raking was legal back yeah. then. Raking was legal. <laughs> uh, you know, those were, those were good times. That was, a good, that was a good time when that was legal, I have to say. <laughs> I, have, I have a scar yes. underneath my eyebrow from the illegal or illegal raking. Uh, Alex, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question that is, yes. listen to the, to the volume up or down on a lot of these highlight tapes. Oh, my God. Uh, damn. No, no volume whatsoever. I'll, I'll, I'll just put on some Led Zeppelin and watch it. Yeah, I was going to ask, you, is there anyone song that has, like, surprised you where you're like, oh, actually, that was a good, that was a good selection? Of a song. Well, <laughs> uh, n- nothing that's stuck in. Uh, um, if you if you get me talking about music today, I- I'm probably going to alienate most of my readership. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, but uh, every now and then it's it's kind it, it sounds kind of like a a lounge song or just something really mellow, like okay, something really mellow while this guy is just like busting through guys. <laughs> okay, all right. I got Glenn Hansen. You do songs. you. That's fine. That's fine. You do you. <laughs> Some Irish limerick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, Alex. Um, well, listen, we've gone over our time with you, man. This has been a yeah. blast. Thank you for like, like every time, almost every show, we're like, we should have another hour because we can keep going. And it's it's <laughs> yeah. been a blast. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for talking to us. We will definitely get you on here again and soon. And actually, I'm really happy you got on this time. <laughs> yeah, well, my fo- my phone works this time, uh, so I'm 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 a little bit more technologically adept, and so um, it'll it'll continue to work better each time. Nice, you know, nice. You, just, you also, just you just have to be patient with me, you know. And we all are. We all are. Uh, and, and also, Alex, how can listeners uh, find you online? Where can we find the uh, your reports on? Uh, so it's Goff G O F F Rugby Report. That's the that's the URL. That's the Instagram. That's the Twitter. That's the Facebook. Um, and if you want to be nice to me and go to GoffRugbyReport.com forward slash support dash G R R, you could actually give me money, which would be nice. But um, you know, look, GoffRugbyReport.com. Uh, I try to post um, you know two to eight times a day on stuff depending on the time of time of year um and uh rankings all the time and and player recognition is what i'm all about well i think um fitzy i think your rugby morning newsletter probably most of it's from his stuff right i've got an entire college rugby section well i i i get all my insight from dpxer so All right, Alex, man, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks a lot, guys. Let's talk again soon. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. All right, good night. I enjoyed it. All right, good night. Yeah, same here, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, everybody. uh, You know what? Honestly, Fitzy, I don't know what we can talk about tonight. There was so much in the first half an hour, second half an hour. So um, 
unless you have anything else you want to share, I think it's time to go night night. Yeah, I think we got to get we got to fly Alex out to Georgia, the country, to watch college with us Georgian college rugby. <laughs> Ooh, out there. I like it. <laughs> we should have. You heard them. You heard the Georgia guys say we should go with them next time. So it's a U.S. Rugby Happy Hour live live episode out of um, um, uh, Tbilisi. Um, and we'll have Alex Goff with us uh, in the third seat doing the interviews. I think we should work on sponsorship. We might want to get someone like um, Starbucks or something. I don't know. <laughs> I want a chalice of cha-cha. Some... That's what I want. <laughs> oh, cha-cha. I feel like it's kind of like, uh, what's that Fijian uh, drink yeah. there? Kaba. Yeah. That might be the same thing. I'm not sure. Uh all right, buddy. Let's call it a night. Um, everybody, thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, it's been a blast. If you missed us, if you're listening now, if you missed half the show, uh, the podcast will be live on Thursday. So check out the U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live podcast. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Have a great night. And tune in next week for our next show. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.